Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, the ultimate resource for professionals looking to improve their English skills. If you have an intermediate to advanced level of English and you want to improve or experience a lack of time and practice opportunities, we're here to help. Every week, you'll have a new episode that addresses your specific English language needs providing tips and insights to help you excel in business meetings, negotiate contracts, deliver impactful presentations, or engage in casual conversations with international colleagues. Don't let the lack of time and practice hold you back. Tune in and unlock your full potential as a fluent English speaker. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Fluent English Pro Podcast. Julian, how are you doing, my brother? Very good. And again, very happy to be here and to talk about a very uh, important topic to consider. Yes. And that is the topic of phrasal verbs. Phrasal verbs are interesting because they usually are different in meaning from the base word. Yes. Uh, the actual meaning of the phrasal verb is going to be absolutely different from what you might think at the first sight. English, grammatically, yeah. is not that complicated, right? If we compare it to other languages, I think English is, is easy, uh, but, but there are aspects of it that are tricky and that need special attention. And one of those aspects are, or is, phrasal verbs. They can be tricky because, as I said, the form and the meaning can be very different sometimes, but if you aspire to master English and to use English professionally, you have to become very good at using phrasal verbs, both in your personal life and in your professional life, because phrasal verbs are going to increase, heavily increase your capacity to express and share complex ideas. Yes, of course. Actually, okay, as David said in the introduction, but do you happen to know what a phrasal verb is? Actually, it's an expression similar to an idiom, you know, as you say. Phrasal verb is a verb that is accompanied by a preposition, yeah, a conjunction, any other word that I'm going to explain in a moment. It actually consists of two words or more, a verb and a preposition. And the thing is that when we add the preposition, in a moment we're going to give you examples, yeah, the original meaning of the verb changes totally. It happens mostly when we do translation, for example, from English to, to Spanish. Yeah. That's why they can be confusing, but as David said, if you master uh, them, uh, you're going to sound like a native. Because actually, uh, in native people, American, British, uh, mostly American people, uh, they love to use phrasal verbs most of the time. Yeah. As I said, they have uh, more than one meaning, these phrasal verbs. Some have up to four. And it's very vital, important to remember that it's not the case of memorizing because there are so many that you don't have like the capacity of memorizing them all, but to applying them in a specific scenario. Yeah, yeah context is key when it comes to phrasal verbs. So try to know the, the meaning of it and when you can use it and where you can use it so you can master it, of course. Uh, what else can I say? Well, we have five examples. There are five common phrasal verbs. There are so many actually, but we're going to talk about five that you should consider in the scenario of the workplace. Yes. Uh, and the first of these is to take on something extra. Yes, to take on something extra 
And this is, or this means to accept uh, additional responsibility or to receive additional tasks or work. So for example, there is a project you are working on. The project had an extension because the client needs more products. So you need to take on that additional part of the project and complete and generate the new products for the client. Of course. Yeah, that is a very nice example. Another one is to run out of something. Yeah, actually it's when something finishes, you don't have like the material because, you know, it finished, it doesn't exist anymore. So it's uh, most of all to exhaust a resource or for something to be finished. Example can be when you, you're going to print and you need paper. Yeah, it's very annoying when the printer runs out of ink or there is no more paper. So, you know, you don't have the capacity or ability to print more things. Yeah, so you run out of the ink or the paper. Yeah, you can also say run out of time. Yes, when the time is over, you say run out of time. You run out of materials in case you don't have materials to create a new product or you run out of information maybe mm -hmm. to create a database, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be applied also for life, not only for the workplace, yeah. to run out of something. Yeah. yeah, run out of money. That happens wow. too. When you don't have more money to complete the project, when you went over budget, yeah. oh. oh my God, <laughs> run out of money. Yes. The other one is, I think it looks more like an idiom rather than a phrasal verb, which is to get snowed under. And this is a very visual phrasal verb yes like literally snow you get snowed under so imagine you get so many things on you that is as if a mountain of snow covered you yes so in this case in a work setting to get snowed under is to receive an avalanche of new tasks new work your res new responsibility to to cover so for example i don't know there is a, a closure date and you get snowed under with paperwork by that end of the month, for example. So it's a lot of things for you to cover and you are literally like under the mountain of the pile of things you need to take care of. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, have you felt snowed under sometimes with so many things to do? Always, man. That's my life right now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. Number four, to get through to someone, yeah, is to be able to reach someone to speak to them. Yeah. So when you want to speak uh, to somebody, you need to get through. Yeah, to, to convey, you know, the, the, uh, the information. An example can be when people can get through, they call back later. Example, I want to talk to David, I can't get him through, so I'm going to call him later. Because in this moment, he's busy, so later he will have the chance of talking to me or me talking to him. Good, yeah, getting through someone, communicating with yeah. someone. The next one is not so nice, which is to lay someone off. To lay off. To lay off is a more formal way to say fire. A person, yes, to end the contract or end their work relationship with a person at a company. But usually layoff is in the context of maybe changes that happen at the company that require part of the personnel to be let go of, you know? So this is like a layoff. You let go of people because you have to make cuts yeah. in the budget. Maybe the capacity your company has has been reduced. 
and then you have to let people go because of it. So it's like that is what you will say to lay a person off. Well, guys and David, how important it is to demonstrate proficiency in the English language. As I said at the beginning, uh, the importance of mastering these new expressions related to phrases or verbs, you know, to show yourself, get a good, uh, a high level and sound like a Native American person. Yeah. So the idea would be to use these phrases or verbs, mostly in specific contexts like an office or a workplace. As I just said, English-speaking people, they, they love to use these phrasal verbs in their, not only in their working routines, but in their daily routines, eh? or, you know, free time activities they love to do. So my final part of this is that if you want to sound like a native and easily blend in the American or British context or culture, if possible, try to study them, use them in a specific scenario where it can be used, yeah, so you can improve your English level. Absolutely. And if you want to keep learning new phrasal verbs, we recommend you, of course, first of all, as, as Julian just mentioned, to listen to native speakers, to interact with native speakers, uh, either through video or text, and uh, maybe document the new verbs, uh, write them down. Yes, yeah, so look for the, for the definition, look for examples, look for the application. And additionally, we're going to give you some additional resources and links where you will find common phrasal verbs that are used both at the workplace or at an office setting and also at an everyday life situation. So please go check those resources for you to learn new vocabulary. And that will be it for today. Julian, thank you very much for sharing those ideas with us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much again for inviting me one more time. And if you're not following us on TikTok or Instagram, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you, really? <laughs> You have to be following us on social media at Fluent English Pro. There you can have all the updates about the podcast plus additional information. Yeah, go follow us there right now. That's all. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to the Fluent English Pro podcast, your ultimate resource to enhance your English skills. Subscribe to our podcast to access new episodes and take your English skills to the next level. Feel free to contact us with any questions, suggestions, or specific topics you would like us to cover. Reach out at info at fluentenglishpro.com and visit fluentenglishpro.com for more resources. Until next time.